0: The Boston Red Sox made an important pitching hire. But how much of a difference will it make to a pitching staff that significantly struggled in 2023? Find out on today's Locked on Red Sox. You are Locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbutt, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling podcast. And I am here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed. For free. Happy Tuesday. Always happy to start your day off the right way with some Red Sox baseball talk. The Locked On Podcast Network is here for you every day. Although right now it's a very dull time for the Boston Red Sox. We passed the first day of the winter meetings, and the Red Sox still have yet to make much progress when it comes to signing players. Now, the winter meetings are a time when some players choose to sign and we know where that player is going by the end of those meetings. But with other players, we don't really know. And we're constantly going to get mixed messages about where a team stands and where a player stands. For example, it was reported the other day that, Shohei Otani is planning on signing in the next 72 hours. His decision will be made. And then today, a different report came out saying he's going to meet with teams after the winter meetings. So he won't be signing anywhere this week. So that's what goes to show that you have to take reports with a grain of salt. It really depends on who's reporting it to um. There's going to be different things. People hear different things. So at the end of the day, until a decision is really made, it's hard to weigh anything too heavily. But we can talk about sure things. And on today's show, I will be talking a sure thing. The Red Sox, it was announced on Monday that they have hired Justin Willard to be the new director of pitching, according to a variety of different sources. Who exactly is Justin Willard? I'm going to try to give you a little bit of insight into who he is and what we can expect from him in Boston to bring to the pitching department. Now, director of pitching seems like such a minor Move for the Red Sox to make, which you can argue in the grand scheme of things, it is. They need to start focusing on the players that they want to sign less so than the personnel that they're bringing in. So, from that standpoint, he isn't a very big deal in the grand scheme of things. And he is a relatively minuscule signing, but He's here to come in and oversee the process with the pitching staff. Hard shoes to fill for him as the Red Sox pitching staff had a 452 earned run average as a team in 2023 and finished last in the American League East. Their pitching was the biggest reason why they finished in last place in their division. It was a blatant hole in the roster that was just not up to par with where it should be. So the Red Sox need to really be focusing on bringing in guys who can be reliable front-end starters to bring into that rotation. And when they do that, they also need to make sure the personnel surrounding the pitchers is mixed with a group of people who are really going to be able to provide that support system that these pitchers need to succeed. Now, when it comes to pitching development, the Red Sox haven't always had the best strategy for developing pitchers. They don't have a great variety of strong arms in their farm system currently. The pitching and the farm system level is still something that the Red Sox need to grow in an area. But by bringing in a guy who has a proven track record as that pitching guy, he and Andrew Bailey are going to be working alongside each other to make sure that the Red Sox pitchers are getting the most out of their experience in Boston. Bailey's going to be the guy who, as the season progresses, oversees Their performances and how each of the pitchers are performing makes adjustments with them game to game to improve certain aspects of their game and logistically work with the pitchers. Whereas Willard is going to be the guy who basically runs the pitching department oversees the process of what's going on as a pitching staff overall so andrew bailey's more the on-field guy that works with the pitchers justin willard's more the front office guy that makes sure the pitching specifically is set up for success prior to the red sox hiring him he served as the pitching coordinator for the twins so keep in mind He helped run a Twins pitching staff that led Minnesota to an AL Central title in 2023. He also worked with Sonny Gray, who was a finalist for the Cy Young and helped develop arms like Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober. So when you have some talented, proven names attached to you, then It shows that your track record of identifying good pitching talent is probably pretty good to the point where you can identify who's going to help the Red Sox succeed in the best way possible. If you are coming off of a pitching staff that ultimately earned a division title, went to the playoffs, and was competitive, you're probably doing something right. So that's pretty promising, although he's not as much of a recognizable name to a lot of baseball fans. It is a big hire for Craig Breslow because Breslow himself was a former major league pitcher and came to the Red Sox from the Cubs where he completely ran that pitching department. So while he attempts to rebuild this pitching staff, he's been tasked with primarily focusing on pitching development. and if he feels like Willard can come in and help grow this pitching staff more effectively, then by all means, I'm all for this hire because this person's role is more important than you think. They often go not talked about. A lot of times people don't necessarily know who that director of pitching is for their organization, but the Red Sox have a guy in there who they have confidence in and they feel can be the guy moving forward to really help make a difference with that pitching staff. He also has experience at the college level. He's worked at division one Radford university under their pitching personnel. So the fact that he has exposure to working both with a college team and a major league baseball team, I think that's great for what he can bring to the table because being able to see guys pitch when they're in college it's a completely different level from where they're at when they get to major league baseball and maybe a guy develops a habit in college that they need to try to get them to break out of when they hit the professional level so he can have that understanding of what the training looks like at the college level relative to what it's like at the major league level and be able to say hey this guy was really good at throwing a curveball in college, but his technique is a little off to the point where it's not going to cut it at the professional level. How can we fix what he was doing at the college level to make it so that he can succeed more? He can see the full picture of where a lot of these guys have come from in that development process. And I think that's so important because developing pitchers is an area that the Boston Red Sox lack in. And I'd like to see them feel more comfortable with the guy they have at the helm to be able to oversee that process of the pitching staff. So Justin Willard, welcome to Boston. I hope you can come in and utilize your skills, help develop Red Sox pitchers into the potential that they have. And let's hope Breslow can slate the roster with competitive pitching. So that way it helps Willard and Andrew Bailey's jobs to find it more natural to work with the pitching staff and make it much easier on them. So welcome to Boston, rooting for your success. I hope it works out. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about a pitcher that the Red Sox have expressed interest in. He certainly is not a guy that can be a top of the rotation guy, but could make a difference towards the depth that the Red Sox are going for. So that's coming up next. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my fiance or one of my family members got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, it will be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jaysmedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jaysmedical.com and use offer code LOCKDOWN to get $20 off your order. Not only can you get $20 off By ordering from Jace Medical, but you also can feel better knowing that you and your family are protected. When you're on the go or you're traveling far away and there's uncertainties surrounding who is going to be there to help you out, what if you don't have access to medical personnel and you need something to help you, or if you, for example... Break out in a skin infection and you have nothing to help treat it That's why the Jace case is meant to be there for you It's like a safety blanket to help you get through certain things in life that we all experience So I highly recommend you purchasing a Jace case today I also highly recommend downloading the Sirius XM app to your phone Just go into the app store Download the app and then when you have it, search Red Sox because you can get the home broadcast of every game straight to your feed. So you don't have to worry about missing a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. I'm hoping Craig Breslow helps move the needles here a little bit and can acquire some help. But 2024 will be a better season for Boston than 2023 was. So if you want to ensure that you're not missing games, even when you can't sit and watch it, you can at least listen to it using the SiriusXM app. So download that today. The Boston Red Sox have been through the first day of the winter meetings. They haven't moved towards signing anybody directly, at least from what's been talked about and what's been reported But they do have names that they're interested in. They better make the right decisions with who they do decide to sign. That's all I have to say. It's imperative that they get the right guys in here to help do the job. And one name that's been tossed around that the Red Sox might be interested in is pitcher Seth Lugo. Now, Seth Lugo is... Not a bad pitcher, but he's nowhere close to an ace. During the 2023 season, he pitched to a 357 ERA over 26 games, pitched with an eight and seven record. He can be a middle of the rotation to end of the rotation type of guy, but he's not the guy that you look at and say, I want him to be the go-to guy. His strikeout percentage in 2023 was 23.2% compared to a 6.0% walk rate. So obviously his strikeout to walk ratio is overall pretty good, but he does need to cut down on the walks a little bit. And if the Red Sox were to sign him, I would hope it's not the only move they make this offseason from a pitching standpoint. They need to go out and sign some high-end starters. High-end starters examples would be Yamamoto, Jordan Montgomery, arguably Blake Snell, but he's a little bit lower tier than that. Seth Lugo, to me, would be somebody who you probably slot in right below Bayo as the number four starter if you were to bring him in. And that could help from a depth standpoint because I do feel like Lugo is a better number four option than any of the other starters the Red Sox have besides Bayo right now so I think bringing him in would be an upgrade to that bottom tier of the rotation but I just hope the Red Sox see it that way too because if they do bring in Seth Lugo he's not the type of guy who you can look at and say he's our guy he's the pitcher that will help solve these problems that we had in 2023. And I'm not nagging the guy. He has some proven success overall in major league baseball. He's primarily pitched for the Mets made his debut there in 2016. And then in 2023, he pitched for the Padres when he was with the Mets. He struggled. He had some seasons in which He wasn't really up to par with what you need from a consistent starter. For example, in 2017, he finished the season with an ERA of 471. And in 2020, it was a 515. Now, granted, the 2020 season was unprecedented. So everybody gets a little bit of a pass there. But he's kind of been a little up and down Prior to the 3.57 ERA in 2023, he had a 3.60 ERA in 2022 with the Mets. So, being in the threes, that's where a lot of average pitchers are. And if you have a pitcher in your staff that is pitching to the tune of about a 3.50 earned run average, you're never going to hear people complain about that pitcher consistently and say he's not a good pitcher he's that average guy that can get you the job done but not to a highly competitive level now when i look at lugo and his numbers i would compare him to tanner hauck he's a comparable pitcher numbers wise that was effective, but his ERA was always boosted the third time through the order because he struggled once he got to that point in the game. So how his main reason is because he struggles to see lineups pass the second time. Lugo's main problem is being consistent. He just has inconsistent starts. Sometimes they're not great. Sometimes they're very good. So he's an unpredictable pitcher he'd be significantly less expensive than some of the high-end starters that I've mentioned but ultimately at the end of the day the Red Sox need to do what they feel is best to improve their pitching staff and bringing Seth Lugo in would be an upgrade to the back half of the rotation but it absolutely cannot suffice as the only pitching signing that they make and say okay, we're good, we're calling it a day now. Because if it's just him, the Red Sox pitching staff, to me, is only slightly better than they were in 2023, and we need them to be significantly better in 2024. Whether the interest level is high, it's hard to say. It just says that the Red Sox checked in on him last year and could be interested again this year, and that they've had check-ins. But it doesn't say they're really far along in the process or anything like that. So I wouldn't read too much into the reports yet because it very well could just be hearsay and it could just be the Red Sox throwing any possibilities out there as they possibly can. And some they might be interested in more so than others. And he might not be one of the ones they're more interested in. So I'm trying not to look too much into it, but if they did sign him, they absolutely need to sign one, probably two more starters besides that. When it comes to starting pitching, Craig Breslow did say the Red Sox are trying to stay away from pitchers with a qualifying offer attached to them. Basically, this means that teams are entitled to draft pick compensation in the event that they lose a free agent to another team. The qualifying offer is a one-year deal that's set at the average of the top 125 salaries in baseball. And this offseason, it's worth $20.325 million. So essentially, the Red Sox are saying they don't want to sign a starter. That might mean giving up a draft pick. Blake Snell is a pitcher who falls into this category. He has a qualifying offer attached, which basically means that if the Red Sox were to sign him, that the Padres would receive draft compensation for that. But this doesn't necessarily mean the Red Sox would rule out a starter if he has a qualifying offer attached. If they feel like it's the perfect fit, then they'll go ahead and jump on it, even with the qualifying offer. But they did say they are considering that. It's something they want to lean towards moving away from. But luckily, Yamamoto and Montgomery do not have that problem. So those are still the guys that they should be focused on the most. But Snell could be a guy, if they feel like he's really worth it, that they go against that qualifying offer statement that Breslow made and say, hey, we want to sign him anyway. But overall, they're looking for guys who aren't attached to a qualifying offer. So either way, hopefully they've been making more progress so far in the little time that we've had of these winter meetings. And I'm hoping that as the rest of the week progresses, they make some moves. When will a move be made by the Boston Red Sox? Tune in next because I will let you know when – it's likely possible for the Red Sox to really pull the trigger. First, I have an exciting announcement for you. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. With the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This is huge for the network because no other network does this. Lockdown truly is the first ever network to have a 24-7 sports streaming service. So if you don't want to miss anything sports related, if you want to make sure you're getting your updates and you're in the loop, Subscribe to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube, and there's a constant stream going of all of the top sports news of the day. If it's a big story, if the Red Sox do sign Yamamoto, I'll be on there updating everybody on that signing. So it's a mix of different sports, but it makes sure that you're caught up with the biggest sports news of the day. So subscribe to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube because you don't want to miss out on that. Also, don't forget to download the SiriusXM app where you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game. And it's great because if you miss a game live on TV, what if it happens to be the best Red Sox game of the year? You'll be really mad that you missed it. So you can avoid all of that by just checking out the SiriusXM app, searching Red Sox, and you can get that broadcast to your phone so you don't have to worry about it. It's a great tool to have. Don't forget Locked Red Sox is here for you every day, Monday through Friday with new episodes straight to your feed. Locked On is your team every day. I'll be here to react to the moves the Red Sox do make, which hopefully is going to be soon because this team is in a really dull period right now and it's hard to maintain interest, but... I'm here for you. So continue to subscribe, leave a rating, share it with friends and family. And also follow the show on Twitter at L-O- underscore Red Sox and follow me on Twitter at Gabby Hurlbutt10, and we can continue the conversation that way about the Boston Red Sox. Speaking of the Red Sox and moves, when will a move actually be made? Considering everything that happens during the winter meetings, players meet with teams in person to try to work through deals that they might not have been able to work through over the phone and the conversations that they're having might look a little bit differently than they did when they were on the phone. So there's a lot that they go through at these winter meetings when it comes to negotiations. If I'm the Boston Red Sox, I would like to see them make a move in the next few days because I want to be excited about something related to this team. But I'm predicting that we hear the first Red Sox signing on Friday. The winter meetings wrap up on Thursday, December 7th. And I would be willing to bet that the Red Sox are far along in the process right now with a player that they don't want to disclose. So there hasn't been a lot of reports on it because they want to work silently to work out a deal with the player. And I'd be willing to bet that because of that, the Red Sox don't want word to get out and they don't want all these reporters and insiders trying to share information about them talking to certain players. I think Breslow is more aggressive Then it's come across like so far because of the quiet off season he's had. Maybe he values the in-person meetings with players and with agents because you can get a lot more done and be more effective in person. You're there face to face. You can ask more questions. You can not have to worry about it being a virtual interaction and players and agents might feel more comfortable asking questions to the team and vice versa when they're all sitting in a room together. So that could be a factor. And maybe the Red Sox front office decided they wanted to wait to make decisions on these big moves that could really impact the franchise until after they talk to all of these guys in person. And that's important. You want to make sure you're not only bringing in a player who can contribute on the field for your team, but also somebody who has a good personality that can really help lead your team in the right direction in terms of the clubhouse vibe in the camaraderie Justin Turner was the guy in 2023 that was the Red Sox number one clubhouse guy he was a veteran he knew how to keep everybody in the spirit and focused and if I'm The Red Sox, I'm trying to find another guy who's like that because that was apparent to the Red Sox in 2023. He was the absolute glue to the team. So many players were talking about how he was a great leader for the Boston Red Sox, and you want guys like that. You want to feel like you're bringing in players who can be good locker room guys, and hopefully the Red Sox are thinking about that when they're talking to these guys because it's almost like a job interview interview. They're obviously evaluating you on your skills and what you can bring to the table, but they also want to hire somebody with a good personality. If you were interviewing for a job, but you went in there with a really bad personality and you were being standoffish or you were not being social when answering the questions and coming across very antisocial or unfriendly, a company doesn't want to hire you because they value their culture and making sure that People are getting the best experience that they can. So if I'm the Red Sox, valuing those in-person interactions, but on the same token, I'd be willing to bet that they have an idea of who they feel like could be a fit in the in-person meeting is just the last step towards making that happen, making sure that the player comes in and makes a good impression on them in person. But I would be willing to bet that most of the process on their end is already done. And the players they are meeting with during these winter meetings are finalized candidates of players that they feel are the best fit for the team. So that's why when the winter meetings are wrapped up, I feel like in the sense of committing to players, I feel like Friday of this upcoming week is the first day that we hear of the Red Sox signing somebody. I think they might try to be thorough about it and go through all the winter meetings first before they make decisions. And then Friday we see a signing come through. Hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully it's a player that really addresses a need that the Boston Red Sox have. We'll see. But I'm hoping it happens. Also, I'm hoping you subscribe to Locked On Sports today on YouTube because you can catch the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's honestly great. It's a great way to keep up with what's going on in all sports. So if you subscribe today, you don't have to worry about missing out on anything related to your favorite sports. And don't forget, while you're on your phone, download the SiriusXM app, get that home broadcast of every Red Sox game so that when the 2024 season does come around, you're prepared and ready to go and you don't feel like you're out of the loop. So download the SiriusXM app today. As always, keep the faith, go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.